to the average listener on CIVL 11.7 FM, CIVL.ca to broadcast worldwide, you might wonder, that's just the same old F1 theme song we've all grown to love in the last season. But you're wrong, ladies and gentlemen. That, in fact, is the F1 theme song by Brian Tyler with Daniel Ricardo's face in it this year. When he wasn't there last year. When he wasn't there earlier this year. So it is a bit different. So you can all go to hell if you tell me that I'm not unoriginal. I totally am original. And this says Daniel Ricardo's face in it. Which I think that's a fair way to kick off the show, Marianne. I don't Uh, think the difference is auditory. That's not the point. The point is is that if you want to experience the different F1 theme, you have to come into the stage and like check out the studio and, and watch us do our thing and then catch you a quick felt, flash of danny rick's face that big giant way Dan, too quick that, by like, the way yeah that sir ian mckellen-esque nose of his and <laughs> the and, half yawn and the half yawn <laughs> smile everything so yeah of course so obviously for, for listeners out there in the ether it is a monday afternoon which means that there was a race sunday there was a great fun little technical another technical little hungarian grand prix would you agree marion little well, not little 70 little. laps but like still um so it's it's actually quite a lot of laps considering um you know the past tracks that we've had uh no hungary's hungary's a good one um yeah. i liked it this weekend it, it was very very good on the technicalities didn't seem like very dramatic and exciting but i mean we had some surprises. We definitely had some surprises, just like we have a surprise guest last minute, Reese Gobin, coming in here. That's hot me. That's with me. The, with the coolest. I gotta say, your glasses. Even though I live with you and like <laughs> your and the glasses I see every day, I still love the glasses that you they, wear. They, it's it, a good look. It's coming back. It's the retro style. It bugs me that there's no like slight yellow sunburnt tint. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I. Uh, it was too expensive. I don't have that kind of money yet. But eventually, you may see me pop these lenses out. Yeah. Trade them for something a little bit more fancy. Well, that means you can just donate to the F World and uh, (laughs) get Reese's glasses. Yeah, sign up for my GoFundMe. Yeah, some Richard Meal glasses, (laughs) uh, uh, lenses, so that you can uh, help the Ferraris out a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) If anybody needs help, it's the Ferrari Formula One team. Right? (laughs) Definitely the Ferrari Formula One. I started going to Shell Stations more. And uh, I, every time I just go, to help them out, yeah, I go. Darren has Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they need me. They need my help. Don't you understand? I hear, I hear Charles Leclerc crying all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but every time, every time I see, I go to this the pump. Uh, there's a like Charles Leclerc and his. He no longer. They no longer have his face on the pumping like adverts. It's just him in the race helmet. And I kind of sit there and like, is that his choice? Did he ask not to show his face in public on the Ferrari I, team until he wins a race again? <laughs> I haven't seen any of these advertisements. Just go to the Shell gas stations and you'll see them. They're all there. V-Power. V, yeah, V-Power. Yeah, I don't have a car. Don't, so, oh, like, you, you, you and your guys. You know, as, as just going to walk over go, to a Shell. Yeah, as far as <laughs> reasons not to go to Shell go, that's probably the best one. You know what? I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. <laughs> <laughs> just going to walk over. I'm, I'm, I'm not yeah, buying anything. I'm yeah. just checking out your advertising. Just browsing. Just, yeah. just browsing. <laughs> just browsing the goods, you know? Like, ooh, that, that 93 Octane. Exactly. You know? Exactly. <laughs> just, no, it's wonderful to be back pumps. on the show, though. I am so thankful for you to have me, uh, for having me. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one. We we had a fun, uh, I think one of the f- f- uh, 
first ones that you and I watched it like right at the beginning together. Usually, usually one yeah, of us is yeah. a bit behind. That's true. That's true. So it was a, it was a yeah. good one, and uh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. It looked like my parents were saying. I think like a, ver- a very technical one. I think a lot of people say it's boring if they don't know like all the little intricacies. Which I think that this is um, how to say it, how to say it right. I think we've been kind of blessed as F one fans to have lots of technical races this season mm-hmm. yeah we've had um, a few yeah yeah austria i think was yeah was one i was on right after that and yeah uh, yeah austria was a good one miami i think was the first one that was ver- that we that we publicly said was like very technical a lot of little things in it a lot uh, of overtakings to, yeah. yeah i think it was like 60 in miami i think uh, so like this one cool. this one specifically caught my attention for the amount of defense yeah yeah right yeah. this was a really good defensive track the hungara is very known for it but it yeah was, yeah mm-hmm. A lot, of, yeah. a lot of good ones. Um, unfortunately, my my dream fell short within one turn, one corner of the of the race, and Lewis Hamilton dropped to fourth place, and never really got much better than that. Uh, and uh, did I cry a little bit? Secretly, I did. But did I cry publicly? No, I kept that one inside. That was, that was mm. for me in the shower only. <laughs> but, I love that image. Yeah. Yeah. Had to go stand in the rain for a little bit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just I, sit in it. Yeah. That's what, yeah, I, that's yeah. what I did this it's morning. A sit down shower moment. Exactly. <laughs> Fully yeah. clothed. Fetal position. Bring a beer in there with you. you know? yeah. Every now and then you look at your hands and Might they're just well shaking. Yeah. Not a beer, yeah. it's a monster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One monster energy. Speaking of which. This time it wasn't me. Marianne beat me to it. Brought the totems and, uh, in. Brought the uh, the bulls. Yeah. Pour the bulls. one out for Max Verstappen. <laughs> yeah. It's such a satisfying sound. It is. It's got that like nice hiss to it. Refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, uh, speaking of uh, pouring out for Max Verstappen, I won't do that in the studio, but pour one out. We all F1 Pour fans. one out for Norris. Well, oh, Verstappen oh didn't do anything yeah. special. Oh he gosh. just did before, what Verstappen does. Listen, before we get into Miami, uh, so before we get into McLaren and Norris, the reason I said Miami's for, is for coming up later. Reason I just want to say pour one out for Verstappen. Seventh win in a row, 44th overall, ironic, uh, taking yep. pole away from Lewis with 40, mm-hmm. car 44. But 44th win overall, 12th consecutive win in a season for yep. a team for Red Bull. No team has done that ever. History marking moment. History mm-hmm. marking moment. Uh, I think I read a stat till next week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is thirteen, really? fourteen, yeah. fifteen, sixteen. I think they're going to go twenty three. Uh, twenty. They're going to go twenty twenty three for twenty three this this year. I think so. Uh, yeah. I really yeah. hope I'm wrong uh, in Brazil. That's yeah, the only a technical issue. I think. No. That, yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Look. Look at the there. There was. There was a point where I was thinking that the other cars were starting to catch up because the gap between Verstappen and second place was like getting smaller and smaller. But like this past race with their upgrades, they're back to like almost a thirty-second gap. No, they were pretty. He, like, he had what twenty-five seconds, twenty-four that, seconds. He hadn't pit stopped yet. And then when he pit when he pitted, he was only like he didn't get much further than ten seconds. This one, it's true. Um, so th- the gap is getting closer, but it was when it, once it was three seconds. Now it's like ten or twelve seconds. Yeah. So it's still getting further away, but um, you still can't catch a Red Bull. No, no, no. I really hope I'm wrong. In there's two there's two cases I I I think I could be wrong in. And number one, the first one would be uh, Brazil. That's the one I want to be wrong, and, mm. and, and I want Lewis to win Brazil. I will always want Lewis to win Brazil. Um, the other case, and I realized this uh, only quite recently, is actually, funny enough, Las Vegas. 
because there is only one car on the grid that is faster in a straight line than the Red Bull. Can you guess what it is? McLaren? No. I know, but you told yeah, me. So I, it's are you cheating? cheating. Yeah. 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 Uh, you uh, also, I was wrong. Lando Norris was 33 seconds behind uh, Max Verstappen, and there was a... Uh, yeah, and, yeah. So a, I was I was yeah. wrong, but that was a uh, when he pitted, he was obviously you know yeah. further back, but then he just so I I retract that statement, the last statement Thank I made there, you. Your Honor. You're you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> but uh, can, you, can you want to take another guess? Um, it's definitely not Mercedes. I'll tell you that. Austin you, Martin. You won't get it. You won't. No, I don't know if you, I, I want to see if you. Alfa Romeo. No, you're very close with Alfa Romeo. Can you imagine an Alpine? No. Can you imagine no. a team no. that's no. vying back and forth with Alfa Romeo, best of the mids? It's not gonna be Alfa Tari. No. 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 It's no. it's hilarious. You got through almost everything. Yeah. I know. It's Williams. Williams? Williams Williams really? is ten kilometers faster, uh ten to fifteen kilometers faster in a straight line speed, uh than uh than um what's it called? Uh Red Bull, specifically without DRS. Yeah, but how long does it take them to get to that point after the mm-hmm. turn? Yeah, yeah. it's very quick. Like, they have what's their, not not the speed, but what's the acceleration, acceleration difference between the two? Because if they reach a top speed, but it takes them five seconds longer to get to that speed yeah. than Red Bull, right? Or if they have to break even more in the corners, that, that might not really do much. Yeah, I mean, um, I'll that's the thing. Up. I mean, the fact that it's Williams that's the only car that's faster it almost guarantees that Red Bull is not going to lose. That yeah. and the fact that it's not a drag issue. race. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, the Vegas, is. the Vegas track, pretty much is a drag race. There's literally only three corners. Yeah, but and those... only one of them is right-handed. <laughs> like, yeah, no one knows to turn left in the in the states. That's probably that's why they have so many cra- car accidents. But it's uh, the closest to a NASCAR track that we get. <laughs> yeah, it, hilariously enough, it actually is because the NASCAR. NASCAR is racing on that track layout apparently. So NASCAR started to put in corners in their in their um, tracks. Uh, Cam, who Cam the Man Show coming up on Tuesdays at eleven to one, he was telling me the other day NASCAR is getting corners. Isn't isn't this great? And I said yes because we'll get more accidents and it'll show you how terrible NASCAR and you know, all that stuff. Uh, my my typical bit of NASCAR, but yeah. So they're um, no no. I I don't corners. want NASCAR to get corners. I don't want them either. Too, I I, I want them to stay the glorious glorious event that they are historically speaking and I, I find that any any changes to the track is just going to step further away from that original cornfield and i'm not down for it yeah <laughs> <laughs> just go straight to base um the quick technical things that i saw on motorsport.com it says that the williams actually has on nearly on par um the acceleration rate turn to get to top speed the red bull is only like it's like is with a it's just like five seconds something like that and the uh, Williams is like five point something. Else yeah, seconds, but they don't. So. They don't have the pace. That's like that's mm-hmm. like saying, look mm-hmm. at Joe Guanyu and how many times he gets fastest lap, and yeah. it's like, yeah, but that obviously doesn't help him any. Yeah. Yeah. no one's trying. Until, <laughs> it's not going to convert to a race win. <laughs> yeah. It's not. He still saying, he gets fastest lap off of Verstappen. Listen, mm-hmm. right? Time, but he's still what ten positions behind. Yeah. Listen, any yeah. any chance I can have that. Red Bull doesn't break the, the record. I'm going to take that chance. Why? 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 Here's, just, yeah, you have this hate for Red Bull. I think no. that it's unbelievable. It's, I think, it's, no, it's no, impressive. Here's the thing. I think it would be amazing. Setting Red Bull aside, right? We just started a podcast on Formula One called mm-hmm. The F World. Mm-hmm. This is our that. first season of doing this. We did. It is. And it could be a historical season 
And you're going to throw that all away just because it's Red Bull? No, you, for we, fun. We should, both <laughs> of us, both of us should be praying that this is such a historical season that it's forever remembered. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm because with you there. Even, even, if this, even if this show goes nowhere, right, we can look back 10 years from now and I can mm-hmm. talk to someone and be like, I don't, I don't know what happened to that Taryn guy, but like, <laughs> we had this show during this, the season this where girl. this yeah. happened. You wouldn't believe it. Where, where, where this historical moment happened, we had a show, and, and forever these memories will be ingrained. You know, I'm, I'm going to take this time to, to segue into my first point, because this is a <laughs> F-World uh, first for me. I brought notes. I wrote oh notes gonna say, on I paper. I love... I wrote them. You should have seen me. I had a pen and paper. I was, you know, going back and forth, YouTube, Google. I was researching this. And the first thing, the reason that I kind of, that that led me to writing this out is um, I realized it's kind of amazing the parody amongst the teams right now, excluding Red Bull. Like, obviously, Red Bull, they have this historic season. They're winning every single race. They're expected to win every race. It would be shocking if they did not win every race. But if you go just the step below them to look at kind of the variance between teams and their positions and, and how they've fared this season, it's it's pretty shocking. I mean, it's been all over the season place. starts and it's Aston Martin and Mercedes is right there. Ferrari's up there. Now it's kind of shifted around. I mean, I mean, I, I think the last time I was on Marianne, we were laughing about... um. Lando Norris, how he's a lifer at McLaren and how nobody even thinks about them right now. Yeah. And yet here we are the next time. I'm, I'm, and they're uh, P2, two, yeah. two races in a row. And Oscar, P2 and P5. Yeah, Oscar Piastri. What was he, P4 the season, the race before? He was up there yeah. as well. I mean, it's 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 pretty wild to see the ride. I mean, I mean forget about Joe and, and what happened at the very beginning. Um, but I mean, his qualify was insane, insane, yeah. you know, to see Bottas the speed in that Bottas, they're both Q3. I mean, it's, it's pretty wild to see that. Haas. Oh yeah. That's the one I couldn't think of. Yeah. No one, no one can think of Haas though. No, Jeez, Haas is, is Haas. Sorry, that just hit me. I'm so sorry. You were, you were going on. No, like, no, it's Who true. are those two other ones that like. <laughs> they're Fred and George. The Vikings. How do you Tweedledee forget the and twins? Tweedledee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You the twins in your, Where in your, are the Tweedles? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Sorry. No, I'm with Go on. Even, but, but that's it. Like really, I mean, it, it's, it's pretty crazy. Um, just to, to watch what's happening that one step below, uh, you know, the, t- the top position. You know, the midfield has grown into into the top field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that kind of brings me to, to the next reason that I wrote these notes um, is I've had to realize and come to terms with the fact that I am a Formula One casual. I oh, mean, no. you know, I am. I'm, I'm, I'm the most casual of fans. It's, it's, it's wild because if you would ask me, I mean, I... I uh, openly stated, I could never see McLaren, you know, doing what they're doing over the past couple of races. Um, I would never have guessed this shift in um, um, positions by the end of the season or mid-season. And I, I mean, I, I could never races. have foreseen. I don't know the cost cap well enough to um, um, have imagined that McLaren could essentially replace their entire vehicle, you know, midway through the season and and have results such as this. I so yeah, I figured, you know what. I'm going to come prepared. I'm going to write notes, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm going to do my best to learn more about it. If, um, 
if it makes you feel any better, I am definitely a Formula One casual, and I don't write notes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you and this, remarkable. This, these are my three notes yeah, that yeah, I have, yeah. and yeah. that was like halfway through Q1, <laughs> and that was it. It, it yeah. literally says quali. Yeah. Nothing. And then Danny's intro, too short, question mark. <laughs> and then new quali rule. Thoughts? We okay. We will t- we will get to the qualifiers. <laughs> I in am a curious. Here. Those yeah, are my notes yeah. for the entire weekend. I respect it. Short and yeah. to the point. <laughs> we'll we'll get to the new qualifying rule in in a in a bit here. But I just I wanted to jump in on the McLaren thought no, the McLaren things because uh, I was trying to look up what exactly did they change every like how much did they change. Um, I only found like one kind of engine actual change up, which was like earlier because of a of a. Power, of a power problem slightly in the earlier season in the early part of the season but nothing like major like a, not a whole power unit swap or like well there's still a power unit freeze yeah. they can't yeah, touch yeah. any can't of that. that i did i know that but i'm saying like if they, even if they got like a fresher power unit the way that the no. alpha romeo did which no, got they a whole bunch of pace this this time no um, they didn't replace so. that i did write down i have a list of of uh the phases and what was swapped and and okay uh, so on do you want me to, to yeah, go, go forward with that go yeah ahead. so phase one um was 50 percent of the upgrades that uh, when, and were when coming. Was this? this was Lando received it for Austria. Okay, so this is after Mika Hakkinen has said, "Watch out for McLaren. They have a chance to start chasing Red Bull and pushing Red Bull for top speed." And that was in. I think he originally said that in like Miami or something else. And I remember just all the memes of Hakkinen, mm. of that of that phrase. Like, well, mm. he's just leaning his mouth. So yeah. yeah, it could be uh, right I mean, after that. But so phase one was fifty percent of the upgrades. Lando receives it in Austria. He received revised side pod inlet, halo mm. fairing, engine cover, and an overhauled floor. Okay. So he receives that, and immediately, I looked it up, he went from P16 the race before, I think it was the Canadian Grand Prix, um, and then he ended up P5, I believe, yeah. Yeah. P4, maybe, yeah, P4. in Austria. Um, but, um, That's when he got driver of the... Driver yeah. of the day. Yeah. 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 So you can see the improvements right there. Um, and then the next... Where did Piastri go in that one? Yeah, Piastri. Oh, in, in Austria. I, I can find it that's here. Good question. For Austria, um, he was still low, but yeah, I mean, that makes yeah. sense if they didn't upgrade his car. Yeah, he, he received that the next race, yeah, which is when, Austria. you know, you see him rise up. And Great that brain. is when Lando receives phase two, which is another 25% of the upgrades. So this okay. is a total of 75%. And the changes were the front wing, the nose cone, and they tweaked his rear suspension and brake, brake duct geometry. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so, the, and that's very interesting because the brake ducts were what was causing them a lot of problems in preseason testing mm-hmm. and breaking those those wheel the mm-hmm. wheel wells. But so they changed that. Then you know, give it to Piastri for for this past race. This past race, Hungary, they were expecting to complete the upgrades for Lando. Um, so complete phase three that has been pushed off. So this is not even with the completed upgrades. They're hitting this performance. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, which yeah. is, it's pretty wild. That's, that's pretty nuts to see that big of a jump in what they were doing. And they are arguably, to Marianne's point from way earlier in the season, McLaren is arguably following the closest to Red Bull's side pod yeah. geometry and everything mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. There's only like one slight ripple that they don't have that Red Bull does have, but I don't, I think the whole thing is like, on the very, very outside, but I think that's just more of a design thing rather than a, this actually helps us. It's but, all a design thing, yeah. technically. 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 It's all design stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what I thought was, well, to, to jump on the side pod thing, what I thought was very interesting was that it's not 
like the the waterfall side pod that's been getting all this massive boost in aerodynamics is not technically a Red Bull Red Bull original originating. It was Alpine originate originally designed the waterfall slides last season, and then yeah. and then that combined with Ferrari's bathtub scoop, uh, Aston Martin has perfected it. I think showed how good it was. Because wow. they have it on their side pods, and then they had such a big, massive jump, and then now you see Mercedes did theirs and had to jump there, then now ever stuff. So I think this is, I think McLaren has done with their upgrades an amazing job at seeing where everyone, where the design trend is going, what is working with other things, working in that uh, wind tunnel, and that, and and making uh, some some amazing, amazing upgrades in that. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. My point I mean, is good job. My point is good job, McLaren. Yeah, and and like I've said before, it's it's not just it's never just one unit, right? It's not the fact that Red Bull has good side pods. It's the the cohesiveness of those side pods with all the other components that make the aerodynamics of the car. Mm-hmm. And yeah, whatever McLaren's doing, I mean, it's uh, it's starting to work. Yeah, it's really interesting because. Years ago, when they had ground ground effect in the late seventies and up in, in starting going into the eighties, really only Lotus was winning, and and for a long time that was thing. It wasn't until uh, Gordon Murray, who and Nicky Lauda um, created the fan car, the infamous fan yeah. car, uh, that I don't think that he was with McLaren at the time, but Gordon Murray is very famous for being at McLaren too and created the McLaren F one car. Um, what was it? What was the point? Yeah. So it really wasn't until the fan car came in that got banned almost right away, and then other cars started trying to do stuff. That once once developers started to designers started to really put these massive things on their cars to try and get the ground effect thing, they banned it. And I was kind of saying, well, I wonder if they'll do that eventually, where like they have so much dominance this season with Red Bull and the ground effect. Is a lot of the same problems they have they've had with the cars not being able to follow and pass and have aggressive overtakes into corners are because of, um, and even not, I don't know, corners, but outside, because once you leave that good air, you're, it's just so bad. Mm-hmm. And when, so when you go outside of a car and have the, the dirty air, it's just not picking up anything. Mm-hmm. That was my thought. was like, I wonder if they'll ban, abandon ground effect because of these things. I hope not. But that, I was just about to say, like, I don't know if they will anymore because Any- clearly people are upgrading in such a good way now. And that's and that's the thing. Any Anytime they ban something because it's too dominant, I always find that to be a little bit of a cop-out, right? Because it's like, that's how you stall progress is by going, no, 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 we're going to slow you down so that everyone else can catch up, where it should be the opposite. It's like, okay, you're doing something that dominates. To everyone else who's complaining and whining because you guys are dominating, mm. get good. Are, are, are we get talking good. about the tires, the the tire change-up? Sorry, I, I no, was no, 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 we were talking about like copious research and, and other stuff like <laughs> yeah, that. So yeah, uh, tire, yeah. tire change-up, we haven't, we haven't talked about that yet. It's but. also yeah. on my notes. Yeah, but tire change-up? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. We'll get to the yeah. tire change-up. Uh, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to that. But yeah, yeah that's... I that's, agree with you. I agree. Uh, the reason why I asked that is because I agree with you. Um, 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 that, yeah, it should be less about slowing down the best and speeding up the, the worst. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. That's... And I'm, I'm going to use that as a segue to the new quality rules because it's the same objection I have to those. Mm-hmm. I completely object. My reason is let the teams have their strategies. Mm-hmm. 
Because if they have their strategies and their strategies work, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But the more we try to like regulate every single thing and take away from the strategy, take away from the other aspects, we're just turning this into who's a better driver. Yeah. And that that shouldn't be the entirety of the sport. I agree with you on that too. Yeah. That's yeah. um yeah, that's an interesting take. Um So I'm against the new quality rules. Yeah. Just yeah. Okay. I'm with you. You're you're against them too? Well, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of like uh-oh, is Taryn not against them? He's going to take a stand here. Uh, yeah, stand. I'd like to hear your opinion first. Contrarian. You know we're talking about the qualifying rule of hard tires Q1, medium tires Q2, soft tires Q3, right? Correct that one? Yeah, with yes. maximum of four, yeah. I believe. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I don't hate it. I'm just going to simply say, like, I'm not necessarily like, let's 100% change it up, make this the regular format for going forward forever. I'm not necessarily saying that, but I don't think it's a bad thing. I thought that was a nice change to the the grid direct direction. It wasn't just such a clear everyone sets a pace and then Max Verstappen comes and, cha- and beats it. He there was some challenge to it. Um, you know, it, it was interesting seeing the other cars have a chance to do because I, I don't really see a lot of times where people just do flying laps on on hard tires by themselves to see the pace of the cars themselves yeah it was interesting seeing where some cars like alpha tauri and and, and um what's the what's the, what's the alpha, what's the alpha one uh, alpha, alpha romeo. romeo there we go thank you uh alpha romeo do well on hard tires and medium tires i wasn't expecting a, a double alpha romeo into q3 i wouldn't i don't mm-hmm. think I, anyone would have expected that one of them yes we've had that a couple times but not usually two um so that was cool it was really nice seeing haas continuously suck on every tire uh combination it just doesn't matter for them doesn't matter you know but hulkenberg hulkenberg he's driving oh yeah but that's that's like we you know i talked to walter (laughs) about it a couple times about what's the difference between a qualifier and like a and like a race driver you know like like hulkenberg great qualifying driver puts Mm. that car he's doing things with that car and putting it into qualifying sessions that it shouldn't rightfully be in Mm. and then you just can't and then the race day happens yeah you can't there's no pace yeah and 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 it's it's terrible from i would love to i don't know i don't think we'll ever see hulkenberg get into another driver's seat again uh car company top team or uh midfield even even replacing an alpine driver in a couple seasons if he stays in or or i mean they have to stop taking each other out that's one of my notes here alpine still sucks <laughs> or alpine are losers is what i said yeah. because this time it wasn't their fault no. it's not it's not that yeah this was a really unfair luck of the dice but, but i think, still lost but in terms of going back to qualifying i thought it was still i thought it was interesting i, th- I thought i would like to see it in other races i think it'd be interesting to see it in spa um, I think where we're tires. I think that Hungaroring was a very good, an interesting one to do it. Even though they were going to test out an Imola, and even and I, I'm curious as to why they didn't do it in the other races uh, or Grand Prix because I thought Silverstone would have been a really good one to do that to do this change up in. That's usually where the tire tests are done, anyways. Mm. They didn't do that, um, but the Hungaroring is one that's usually pretty degrading on tires in general. I thought it was a nice. I thought it was a good change up. I disagree. I, I disagree. I, and I here's here's why, right? The more we take away from strategy calls, the less entertaining yeah, Ferrari is exactly. going to be. <laughs> <laughs> Not even necessarily Ferrari. I just think that the sport itself. I think that they're all adults. 
god! You've been ready to all break to say that one. That was so good. Because uh, that's that's, all, that's true. That's, that's, that's true. One. But I also to your to your previous point, Marianne. Like these teams, they're all adults. They're all professionals. They've all done this before, and they're good at doing it. They're at the absolute top of the sport. They don't need so, to be micromanaged. Yeah, exactly. To be Fair like, mm, this time you can only use hard tires. It's like, let them make their strategy. Let them succeed or let them fail. And yeah. I think that that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Also, what's the point of making everyone do the same thing? If you're going to make mm-hmm. everyone do the same thing, what's the next step? Giving everyone the same car? Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, like, then what? Seems to be what the point well, is, then give but... them all Mini Coopers and put yeah. the sprinklers yeah. on. Yeah. You know what? Funny enough, Marianne, I was going to send you this. I found on YouTube there is a Volkswagen Beetle um, <laughs> rally <laughs> league that they only they race on dirt tracks. They hike the suspension up and they just unleash everything that Volkswagen Beetle can muster and they just send it down like n- like essentially motocross circuits i know and they do, i've like, seen jumps. those yeah. and it's i like, love oh, it i Let's watched go. 10 minutes of the highlights and i thought this is one of the greatest things i've ever seen in my life right yeah it's funny one of our um people on our discord which is the f world podcast on discord search it up invite A little plug there there you go Un- not so shameless plug uh malcolm uh he i sent him some uh tiktoks of rally races and he messaged me back i was like i think i need to get into a the world rally championship now these people just constantly go oh yeah no i had a friend mm-hmm. who did a lot of rally racing and like it's it's an entertaining sport to be it's... sure but going back to formula one i yeah. don't i don't see the point in in taking any any aspect away right like the budget cap at the very least i can understand because it's mm-hmm. not so much everyone do the same thing but everyone have the same opportunities yeah mm-hmm. right and that'd be the same as saying, okay, well, these five teams can get the soft tires, but everyone else can't. But isn't that what mm. disqualifying is, though? Isn't no, that, it's not is, because you're, that taking, similar, you're taking the opportunity of choice away, mm-hmm. right? Everyone has a budget cap now, but no one's micromanaging how you use that budget. If you yeah. want to spend 100000 on catering, you can. Yeah. Right. If you want to have a and booth with three with chairs, <laughs> if, you, if you want a track booth with three chairs, you can. Yeah. Right. How mm-hmm. you allocate your funds and how you go about developing your car are completely up to you and your team. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's like saying you're only allowed, you know, however many sets of soft, medium, hard tires. Exactly. Per weekend, which they already do. Which they already yeah. do. Yeah. But well, at this point of micromanaging. Of that, I, sorry, I'm just saying. I think they're trying to burn through more of them right now i think there's so Burned much through more of what the tire the hard and medium compounds to to a point because i think there's still so much left over after after yeah. the grand prix weekend that they're kind of like i don't know then, then change no. the restrictions yeah. for the weekend yeah. but let the yeah. teams manage their own tires or like stop ordering hard and medium tires you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. like yeah I that, s- and that shouldn't be the team's fault or team's responsibility just have a surprise set up. yeah exactly yeah. yeah you know if you really yeah. if you really want to take yeah. You're only allowed, yeah, hard, have, medium, and super slick, you know, or yeah. super soft. Have, have one that has just like, you know, a rainbow colored stripe. <laughs> and it's like, which one are these? Hard, soft, medium? And it's like, we don't know until we put them on. Yeah. Like, this is the surprise. It, and it's always, just a and Frankenstein always, tire of like yeah. five oh. different compounds. No, no, it, and it, it's, and it's and either it's, a soft, <laughs> medium, or hard, right? But the company themselves don't know. The team doesn't know. 
Yeah, and it's right, and it's but different. it is it is all for the same tire. Yeah, yeah. They just and it's don't know when they put it on. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and it's a different yeah. compound for that. each team. I could see that. Yeah, <laughs> like different compounds for each team. Each, team yeah. race. One. Yeah. each race, each team, different compound. Yeah. Yeah. Ferrari figures out that it's always the hard tires. So they always put Charles Leclerc on it. <laughs> <laughs> to make it to give you a new tire. Zavi. Yavi. Um. Yeah. Okay. Again. Poor Charles. Yeah. Again. I. I'm not like. Like if it goes, if if this tire change, if this mandatory uses a different tire compound stays, I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to hate it. But I'm also, if it doesn't I stay, will. I'm not going to like be upset if it's like, oh, it would have been a really cool se- season to have it the entire time. Like, no, I don't care. No, I'd, you know? I'd yeah. rejoice. I don't. I don't think it would yeah. be. For instance, I don't think it would be good for Monaco at all. It wouldn't be good like, for any. Yeah, exactly. For any. Exactly. Why? Why yeah. why do we need to micromanage there, how they there, use their tires? There isn't a single track where um, like tire strategy doesn't matter. And that's kind of what this is doing is taking away teams' ability to like plan tire strategy. But but would the teams number ever one. use the, the teams wouldn't ever use it any other time so it's incentive it's I think it's a kind of giving the mid team the mid teams a chance to try and like fight back again, to fight back up there, but like no one uses the other tire compounds on qualifying days anyway. So you're kind of adding. So in terms of, I don't really understand the tire strategy aspect because no one does that anyways. This way it does have some, some strategy of how you set the car up, what what cars are running well. So if your car does not what do you, run What do you well, mean by nobody uses tire strategy? Well, no qualifying. one uses a different hard, medium, soft compound tire. There's always one yeah. that tries to yeah. be lucky. Yeah. You yeah. know, when? or tries to be original. When? We've, Where? We've, are you saying that everybody uses soft? Primarily. They, they mainly use soft. Primarily, yeah. but not always. Yeah. Sometimes you do get some mediums on there, yeah, and that's mediums. what I mean. When right? they're trying because to save wanna... them for the race, though. Exactly. 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 But that's my point. That's the whole thing. That's you know? my point, is that you got to let them make those decisions. Yeah. You can't make them for them. And now let's say you get, I mean, the teams that got to Q3 and, and what have you, now they've got three sets of tires that are used. You know, like, it's, I mean, I guess you could say that that's, kind of helping the other teams that didn't make it through or what have you but but tire Mm -hmm. i think that tire strategy and qualifying like it starts with qualifying starts with free practice really here's here's the thing i've heard you right have your main complaint about drive to survive be the fact that it narrows down the sport to just one or two aspects and shows more of the pageantry yeah Mm -hmm. right if you take away strategic decision making from the teams, that is what we are getting closer and closer to. Yeah. Well, you use my own words against me. <laughs> well played, Timmy. <laughs> well played. Yeah. Okay. I can't really argue against that. <laughs> Very on Jenny. Can't argue against dial every time we have a disagreement. I do. Like, I do have her on my phone. So yeah. you, can, you, can, you, can you call, call Marianne, and she'll tell you you're wrong. Yeah, Number three yeah. on his phone. <laughs> you actually kind of. Actually, you are. <laughs> like, I think if I yeah. double check this real quickly. Yeah, yeah. No, number four, but on, on my on my top. Yeah. Four is a lucky enough number. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Auspicious. Mom, yeah. My mom loves for my my mom. Our mom loves uh, number four for uh, Poppy or. Um, well, not not so much anymore because Bobby Orr was a Trump supporter, but. Uh, <laughs> In general, and let's move away from that move. one. Yeah, yeah. So, so riding on down to in your little list Alpine. of notes. <laughs> I am going to move on to Alpine because I wrote in my notes and I've already stated this, so it's not a surprise. Alpine are losers, and there's a reason for that. There's a reason that I'm saying that. Um, I don't think that this weekend it was their fault. 
I don't think that they made the conscious decision to be stupid and crash out in the first lap. It just happened to, to be that a team was knocked out, both of their drivers, and it just happened to be that it was Alpine. And I don't think that anybody should be surprised. Seriously. Just the way you said that, I don't think they meant to be stupid, knock yeah, each other out, but they were stupid they, they did. and knocked they each did. other out. Well, they weren't <laughs> stupid. Like, that, that's the thing. They didn't c- come out there and, you know, it wasn't like one of their drivers hit the other and it was a big ordeal and, oh my God, what's going to happen? It's just a freak accident coincidence. And it wasn't even their team. It was Alfa Romeo of, of yeah. Michelle Guanyu. Um, but on top of that i mean i've got i'm going all the way back to you know the piastri situation whatever it is alpine will fumble a bag and i just you know i think it's crazy the one exception to that and i had to correct myself i i watched the post-race you know interviews and and i was uh writing my notes um pierre gasly has grown the mustache he has that hair on his upper lip so it's okay. That's one good thing that Alpine has done is they've brought us a mustache for Pierre Gasly. There we go. Wow. Do you think that was mm-hmm. his call or Ryan Reynolds' call? I think I think that Ryan got on the phone and he said, "Listen, Pierre, you could be a little harder." We gotta, yeah. we gotta yeah. talk about your. Yeah, image. We're gonna have to make some changes um, around here, and it's starting with your top lip. Speaking I'm, of, uh, uh, before, before you get in there, I just want to say. Lando Norris has been growing some uh, some facial hair. He's got a little, Certainly doing his got, best. Got, got, got a little, he's got a little summer beard. Yeah, yeah, you know, summer here, summer yeah, there. Exactly. <laughs> got, got a little, kind of got a little. <laughs> <laughs> That's one above my head. It's true. It's yeah. true. You yeah. know, I'm I'm always conflicted when we talk about Alpine because I feel like I should have some national pride, mm-hmm. right? But on the other end, they're so bad. They're so bad. Well, it's think, so bad you can't even you you can't even excuse it. It's it's it's, it's like it's they weird. they make me latch on to my Canadian citizenship <laughs> yeah. a lot harder than my French one. <laughs> well, is it is it because they're like so bad, or do they just have like the worst roll of the dice? No, know? they're they're like, so bad. Like, Nothing ever know. goes right for them. Yeah, you know? they're they're not as bad as Haas, right? Yeah. Um. But nobody expects Haas to beat anybody. No. Whereas Alpine still has that shred of credibility where people are kind of just waiting for them to turn the page. And It'd be just, nice if they did. They're just not. I don't think that they're going yeah. to. Right. I don't think it would be reasonable to expect them to at this point. Do you, do you and, expect- and it sucks because right now they've got two French drivers, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Like yeah. they are the most national team yeah. there yeah. Yeah. right now. Absolutely. I think. Yeah, yep. actually. Well, seriously. They're out of the all the teams. true to their, to their Yeah. Know, and origins and like they could have a fantastic french moment and instead they're just you know not they're just being alpine and it it was it's even funnier that because alpine i'm not sure you guys saw this before the over the weekend but their ceo laurent uh laurent rossi has been moved from ceo to special projects Hmm. um and, and specifically after his like disdain for his entire team <laughs> and probably i mean can you blame him no like I, yeah but and no. this is the thing it's just like a, a turnstile man first yes. it was cyril's fault and then it, you know no. renault and it's the name and it's the branding we're going to change to reflect our true and now it's you know laurent rossi's fault and it's so on and it's just like always though the buck has to stop somewhere and I don't know where it's going to stop. I don't know what the true problem is. It could just be a, a bad roll of the dice. They have terrible luck. I don't know. What I do know is that they stay losing. Yeah. I'm going to say yes to your question of can you blame him? Okay. And here's why. Okay. He's the top. There's yeah. no one above him. Yeah. Right? So leaders are responsible for their entire 
uh, subcategories, right? It's true. Um, whether it's a CEO and all of their employees or whether it's a, a politician and their their mm. people or king in their kingdom, right? You always mm. look at the top of the head. And if the top of the head is not a proper leader, is not a, a, a good leader, um, then the rest of the team doesn't function. So anything that the team does always, always is a responsibility of the head. Can I ask, was he team principal? Like, or is he no, CEO, just of, CEO okay. of, of that? So he's Zach Brown, not Mattia Bonato. Because my point yeah, was going to yeah, be, yeah, yeah. I don't think that Mattia Bonato, like replacing him, would fixed the issues at Ferrari. No, oh, I, 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 I don't. I don't think that. But, but, but I don't if he think wasn't team principal, if he was CEO, then then you're right. That's valid. yeah. I don't think that replacing him is the answer, right? Necessarily, but I think that we can blame him. Yeah, I mean, and I true. think that he's not. He's in a position, mm-hmm. right, where he can't look down at his. At his team and go, no, it's this fault and it's that fault and I yeah. hate this and I hate that. And that's where the attitude problem for me was kind of like, well, mm-hmm. this is this Your is a representation field. of you. So yeah. if it's not representing you in the way that you want, you got to work on it. But yeah. talking guess, badly about it, it just makes you look worse. It's, it's true. It's true. I mean, I guess the flip side of that... Um, would be like for example and i don't i I don't know i I would need to know more about his specific position but um like there like if it was like a strategy issue and there's somebody above him that's saying that person is you know untouchable like in in a team with such history as renault or alpine you know renault slash alpine i think it's similar to ferrari's situation where they might have just these long tenured staff and and people in the unit that are seen as untouchable ferrari ferrari is a different beast Uh, yeah that's true that's true and i'm kind of speaking i did not take notes on 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 this so i apologize to the viewers or listeners um so i'm just kind of talking out of you know nothing here but i'm just i don't know if it's actually his fault Mm -hmm. right i'm just saying Mm -hmm. that as the head of of the image yeah. you can blame him. Yeah. True, I think. I True. think that's where I. And that's that's the but thing. Where, I'm not, I'm not saying. Have, would you rather have a leader that is willing to s- sit there and say, "Hey, this isn't right. It's not acceptable. Our team is performing awfully," or would you rather have? And again, I'm going to go back to Mattia Bonato, who the entire year last year is just, "No, this is fine. It's all good. We have nothing wrong. It's okay. We just have to. We just have to figure it out." And it's well, like, let me let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Would you rather be in a couple with someone who airs out your dirty laundry in front of everyone goes, okay, we're arguing about this. Like, how about, what do you guys think? Yeah. Or would you rather have your private conversations and arguments be in private and then show up to your friend's birthday party and not be the drama scene? No, no, no. I, I I agree with that. I guess the difference is that if I was in a relationship that was like, uh, um, uh, not predicated, but but a responsibility of which was to like talk to you know fans and to you know other uh, uh, viewers or whoever like like and again how much how much are the fans or or followers owed an answer to X Y or Z that's a separate debate but part of the job is to be talking to media and to be talking to fans and to when you are underperforming give i mean people expect answers especially if they, they're long they do you know. they do and politicians have coined you know yeah, the non-answer um, the, the non-answer fine. we just it's, need to it's focus not on that everything's synergy, fine you know? it's that things are changing and things will be changing and it's not yes it's not no it's not fine it's not bad 
right? My problem is when teams start to really air out the dirty laundry, when you have uh, someone who starts to talk badly about the team Mm. in any sort of way where it doesn't make them look like they're part of the team and they're setting themselves outside of that. It's my same problem I have with a lot of Hamilton's behavior sometimes. I, it's interesting you say that because I, I was just going to say it kind of like I, I, I agree with you in the sense that it's usually indicative of like a an internal power struggle of some way, shape or the other or form. Right. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing either. I mean, you look at the Hamilton's, you know, comments after last season and even towards the beginning of this season about how, you know, they didn't listen to me. I don't know what they expected. I, I, you know, I said X, Y, Z, they didn't follow my, you know, what I had said. And so then they started to, and they've done better. You know, they, they were like, and I honestly believe that if Lewis Hamilton had just gone in front of the media and fans and said, no, everything's fine. We're just figuring it out. They wouldn't be where they are today because sometimes you need to, I mean, bring back public shaming, man. Like too many people are too comfortable and With the politician having, answer. having your, you know, Love arguably it. the most talented driver. I mean, definitely in, in recent times come out to the public and to the media and say, nah, I told them what to do and they didn't follow my instructions or they didn't listen to me and now we're even worse. Like, that's got to make you feel bad and that's got to make you, like, work over time, you know, if that's what it takes to to improve your place, right? Here's some here's I... some, some quick context I just wanted to kind of bring, bring out there before before we continue on about the, about the Alpine switchover. So, Laurent Rossi um, is mainly a kind of, like, a marketing and uh like business savvy ceo right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and was brought in to help overhaul the brand and he he was a uh what was he what was he before um i'm trying to figure out what it says here yeah just pretty much like a brand management like kind of kind of guy does he have any racing experience so he's zach brown instead of toto wolf yeah very businessy guy very consulting group everything the two people excuse me sorry listeners um, I thought I moved away from the mic far, fast enough. I did not. Um, so Alpine, not just with, uh, what's his name? Philip uh, Philip uh, Kiev. Um, Alpine also named a Bruno Femin as the new motorsports VP. VP of all motorsport activities, inclu- specifically racing activities. Yeah. Bruno uh, Femin has a history in motorsports with, uh, with Rally, uh, Formula 2, um, some some super G- GT and everything. So uh, and and other and other like specifically more like and into the endurance league. So a lot of where Renault has a lot of success and also does a brief stint with the Renault F1 team as a technical director as a tech as an engineer and technical person on on the F1 team. This was in the nineties and in the two thousands. Um, Philip Kreef is also a was a um. He was a engineer technical director for Renault and Alpine for some time. Another engineer director uh, for another team out in J- Japan, and also worked in in the rally place as well as endurance for the French teams before they really kind of had their problems. Problems, and he left before he left. Saying in an article here, he says that he left because he doesn't see the same technical oversights in that team that he would have wanted. And that team, when he was on the technical director side, was doing well, and then now they they weren't doing so well anymore. Uh, this overall kind of move is very much on the tails of Rossi's 
comments that he's made in of publicly it says here publicly shaming the team and team and singling out team members mm-hmm. well i agree with what rossi said personally this is taryn talking well i agree mm-hmm. with what rossi has said about some of the, the team's direction and, and the kind of the seemingly laziness of the team i think that's a really unfair thing to say about a team so publicly i also think that the problem uh I, if you want to talk about who's up at top i think the fact that otmar is not being changed right now mm-hmm. is also should I be put agree. into question but i don't i don't see Otmar staying at Alpine past 2025 when his contract runs out, uh, when he's set to assign there. And I think that's just a really big thing to do. It really will depend on what Philip Kree Kree finds with Otmar too. I don't think the team's too happy with that technical side. That being said, so with all that kind of context put in together, I think that moving a CEO of your Formula One, moving your Formula One team CEO from a marketing business and consulting guy to someone who's been involved with racing and, and that both as on in the pits and everything and in the development side of, of, of assembling the team, that's a good move. If, especially if you're trying to inc- keep where your hundred rate there, quote unquote in 2021 Rossi said a hundred race plan to be race winning by a hundred races I remember or that. consistent podiums by a hundred races. That hasn't happened, but their improvement has happened to be fighting for them is a bit better. It's, it's questionable, but it, it's getting there. So I think that the I point... I would say of, in a vacuum it's gotten somewhere, but it's not in a vacuum. Every other team has gotten way better as well, you know? And I think that's the thing. I think that if, if the status quo of this season had been was had remained from like their earlier parts of the season, mm. Alpine would have been on a track to trend to be getting there. But yeah. they, but everyone else is also bringing upgrades and all this stuff, and Alpine just hasn't found that pace. Alpine's mm. also apparently sent a thing... To talk about specifically after Baku when they had major an engine some major engine problems that their engine has lost a lot of performance based off of what they feel is safe to run it so it's not as mm-hmm. powerful as the other engines because they just they just don't think it'll it will be safe for the other drivers and will cause more effects so they've they've done basically what Ferrari did last season which is dial that engine back that power unit back and they had a lot of thermodynamic problems which which F1 has said that they need to address. Yeah, because if I remember right, their strategy going into the power unit freeze was to try to make it um, Alpine. Alpine, okay, never mind. Was to try to make it um, as performative as possible with the idea that they could always change the body for aerodynamics to work around it. Yes, Um, yes. Which they've even admitted was like a risky uh, way to go about it. But that's the way they went. However, it says is that, with that, keeping in mind, a lot of teams did a similar thing when they saw what Alpine was doing, where yeah. they made it so that the engine unit was very, very powerful and very good, but then only the aerodynamics need to be really changed. So Theirs also Mercedes has a weird that. shape, I think. Theirs is a little bit, yeah. It's, it's a little, little shark brainish. Yeah. Uh, sorry, that's like the best... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, cert- not really, but it's just what came to mind when I first saw it. But like they, they tried to finagle a little bit with the overall shape of the power unit because mm. they wanted to have that flexibility for the aerodynamics. Yeah, they're, um, they're like, I think certain parts of their MGU and MGU8, MGUK and MGUH are in a different location than yeah. specifically Mercedes. Than other is, ones. Yeah, Mercedes, the Mercedes engine unit, most teams copy that design. Because it was just designed most efficiently in twenty fourteen and, and and through the yeah well I mean recently. once mm-hmm. they came so. out especially with the split right everyone was just like this is this the is next it? thing yeah, yeah. Um, so Alpine did take a gamble on that but then 
has and has not paid off really well. But so in terms of the the CEO switch, it sounds like they're switching to a CEO to, to CEOs and VP and a motorsport over like a whole their whole motorsport team. It seems to be really really has been changing up. Yeah. Um. And to kind of answer your, your to put my own two a cent uh, or two cents onto your kind of your guys overall thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I think that like I agree with Mary Ange a bit more. Uh. That it does stop. It, it the buck ends with Rossi start and starts with Rossi 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 and whatever he's saying like to be in a team where your ceo is just overly overly blatantly saying almost every race i'm not afraid to fire people who whoever is working on the car now their jobs are not safe and is some of the things he's been saying i i don't i completely understand that that kind of mini fear you would have of working there your your entire team and mindset would be so questionable uh, and not wanting to put things together there's a lot it puts more pressure on to do well and everyone's probably triple second guessing not not confident in themselves anyways but, but also here's... he's just not doing a lot to really help the team in general he's not doing anything technically to help the team he's just saying you're not giving me basically in my opinion he's just saying you're not making me look good yeah but the Make thing is he's, look... he's not a racing guy like that's the thing is he was brought on as like brand management whatever so on so yeah. forth to prove the image and his his team has not been performing what else do you want him to do he can't get in there and be an engineer that's not what his role is no and i'm, I'm okay with him like to be clear i'm okay with him being a whip cracking boss and being like people are going to get fired over this yeah mm-hmm. what i'm not okay with is doing it publicly yeah right and and to but how and do we to, know that he hasn't already said that to the team hey pick up your socks or you're going to get fired I, and then I three would, races in nothing's happened so now he's like frustrated and yeah. talking to the media and they're like oh laurent how do you feel why why are you guys so bad what else is he going to say the team is awful I don't know what else to say. Like, I, that's what I would say if I was in his position. He but that's but that's the thing, right? Especially if you're going to be the head of the team, mm. then you have to start using we, not I. Yeah, you Touché. can't separate Touché. yourself from the team Touché. and go. Yeah. The team is yeah. is at, that's true. Crud, and that's true. you know, I would be different, yeah. but I'm not the team. It's like, yeah. no, you are the representative of the team. Start Very to learn point. to use we and own the fact that you guys are crud mm-hmm. right I, and just I, go we are not performing as we wish we are having difficulties with our you know so and so we are needing to work on our engineering we are needing to do this we are needing to do that own the fact that you guys need to improve but own the fact that you are part of that. Yeah. Stop separating yourself. It's the same problem I have with Hamilton. Hamilton is part of the team. If he was to publicly say, we need to start engineering better, we need to start doing this, we need to start doing that, he's still saying the same thing of, as a driver, I'm saying that they need to do this and they're not listening to I me. I disagree with that, though. I disagree with that. Just from listening to his um, post-race interview, you know, where he's like, and, and prior to that, where he was saying, you know, I mean, even at the very beginning, you know, he he didn't have a great start uh, and he right away on the radio. Hey, guys, sorry. You know, that's my bad. Whatever. And you hear Bono on there. Don't worry. You know, long race. Radio talks different. Radio talks. But even after that, he said he said the car didn't feel so great. This and that, you know, uh, you know, it felt amazing yesterday. We'll have to figure it out and just push. We'll have to figure it out. That's what he said. That was that's that's what I'm saying. When he talks like that, I have no problems with him. Mm, mm, Right. When he talks like that and he says the car is not like uh performing 
optimally. Yeah. Right. Uh, we need to work on this and uh, we'll do better next time. Yeah. Right. Then he sounds like he's a part of a team. He's not it's just true. the driver of a car. My it's problem true. is that sometimes his frustration takes over his diplomacy and he gets to a point where it's like it's them and me. I think that it's got to feel like that sometimes, I though. I definitely especially gotta feel if like that. But as a public is, figure of a team, you need to have some sort of restraint when you're when you're talking publicly. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that, though. Why? I mean, because it doesn't. Because it doesn't matter. Like, I mean, he's the best driver, and that they're going to get. And if he is, you know, sometimes a bit not not even cruel. If he's a bit to the point and pointed about the fact that the team isn't listening to him, like he is the best at what he does. Arguably, him and Verstappen. Let's put them head to head. Whatever. They're the best. They know their car. They've grown up on that. You know, Verstappen knows the Red Bull vehicle inside and out the same way that Lewis knows the Mercedes. So if they have an opinion about it, they should be listened to. I mean, Lewis has been there longer than most of the engineering team, as far as I know, after Red Bull poached them through like 2014 and so on, you know, I mean, at a certain point, if you're at the level that he's at and nobody's listening to you, like he's not paid to be a public figure. He's not paid to be, um, you know, media, you know, uh, personality. He's paid to be a Formula One driver, you know? So if he's the one out there saying, this is what I asked them to do. This is the direction that I wanted to go with. And they've, I've been told, no, 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 no. And they're still just as bad. I mean, I'd be saying a lot worse if I was him, you know? Like, he, he deserves yeah, you've got a good to. Point. Yeah. 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 You've got a good point. I I, think I still disagree. But yeah, but <laughs> that's fair. We can agree to but disagree. That's, that's but, because but we I, both have valid points because okay. I, I see where you're coming from as well. The, the thing is, to be clear, right, um, I do think that he's an amazing driver, mm-hmm. right? I, I don't hate on Hamilton as much as it's a, a bit yeah. that we have between yeah, yeah, yeah. Taryn and okay. I. And I'm not trying to white knight for right. Hamilton specifically. No, that's no, but yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. and I'm not, I'm not trying to just like pick on him either but it's just as we're talking about public speaking for me anyone that has some form of celebrity status which whether or not you wanted to Mm. when you win seven world championships you end up having that responsibility true right and if we're going to be putting people on a pedestal then i reserve the right to judge them that's Mm -hmm. fair Especially Just, considering that I'm a nobody. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, Let's face it, Hamilton does not care what yeah, I think. I'm with you on that, in that regard. You're right, yeah. yeah. That's why I'm so comfortable talking about Ryan Reynolds. I just want to say uh, before, or we're, I just want to add, add a couple things in here. Mm-hmm. Um, to Marianne's point of use the collective we and I, all that. Um, I did Which, look up again. Hamilton does do yes. It's when I, he doesn't. That I, I looked up. Yeah. I, I looked up uh, some Zach Brown stuff uh, specifically because of your point of a look at Zach Brown. He's not really necessary. Zach Brown actually has a little bit of motorsport um, history, but more specifically in the, in the United States. Yeah. Um, I looked up some of his stuff from when Mercedes was. Oh no, was it McLaren was doing quite crappily at the beginning. Uh, he he does say here in some of his quotes here. Um, one of the, the, the one of the questions was from uh, Lawrence. Uh, I can't well can't remember his last name from the F one journalist journalism team. Just asking like, okay, what like how can you do make the team better? Like, what do you need to do to help the team? He says like, my job is to get the financial and the engineering support to make the team. I am not doing that by based off of what our team's performance now. It's my job to get them the help that they need so that we can do better. 
And next step when the team does well is Mm -hmm. the next part when he has another problem and everything. um, uh, uh, The next couple of races when they're having some problems is like, you know, clearly our our direction is what what we want to do is not, we're not there. We're still looking at a lot of things. There are a lot of other aspects to look at in Formula One than just simply race pace. It's about how the race pace gets made, how the design team is working, Who's in the design team? What am I do? What am I as a CEO doing to get that design team to work together, and work well together? So a lot mm-hmm. of it has been his blaming on himself has been uh, more the fact that he's like I'm not doing my job if they're not doing their jobs well enough, mm-hmm. and, and that's something that we like specifically Walter on the show. We've always been very questionable of Zach Brown and Zach Brown's kind of attitude and the fact that he went wasn't at Monte Carlo. He was at the Indy 500 because that's his home thing and da, 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 and all that stuff. There's a lot of other mindsets to, to bring into question Zach Brown and, and McLaren, but his level of I am McLaren and we together are McLaren mm-hmm. is very is a very admirable thing yeah. looking oh, at yeah. now. And, and that's something that Rossi wasn't doing. It's saying here that some other reports I found here was that he was very divisive, very Terrell Owens esque, uh, if NFL for NFL fans are out there, uh, very Terrell Owens esque of dividing the team up a, a bit and having people be on his side versus the team side. And mm. I think that if you're going to make a massive change, it looks like a lot of the not just for F1, but some of their their uh, world endurance team has been changed up a little bit. Their uh, they go by another name in, in the WEC, and some of their rally parts have been going up. Um, it looks like a lot of their their brand change ups have been moving from consultant business people to racing people, yeah. motorsports which is people, good. which That's is a what good I thing think to see, yeah. which I think is what the Renault team has needed to do for a while. You look at Cyril, Cyril um, to bring him up. He's with uh, Hyundai Renault in uh, World Rally, and he's been he worked directly a lot more a lot with um, Philip Kreef and with uh, who is uh, Brian 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 Froome. I think it was that. Yeah. Uh, Bruno, Bruno Femin and has good things to say about their, their racing minds. So yeah, yeah. it and could be a good thing. That's the thing, right? How attractive were those answers? That, Which that, was um, Brown? yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's because humility yeah. and having that inclusiveness of accountability yeah. is an attractive trait when you're talking publicly. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. If Zach Brown on his own time goes to the team and starts cussing everyone out because they're not doing their job and whatnot and and telling people they're going to get fired, Mm. that's something else. That's his prerogative. But the fact that he answers like that on on public platforms, right, in an interview or whatnot, it's very attractive. As someone who's spectating and not a business person who's Mm. just kind of looking at it for part of it, the pageantry. Yeah. Right? It's true. I'm looking at this and I'm like, I like these answers. I like this guy. My first thought of this person who's a public figure is, yeah, they're all right. Also, Zach Brown gives out some of the greatest sounding high fives I've ever heard. He does. The fact that like you could hear one of his high fives in Silverstone off of the Formula One TV, like channels are falling around. You could just hear that like, yeah. I want a high five. The personality plays a lot. Yeah. Right. And personality plays a lot on public opinion of a team. And if the personality of the person who's the head of the team and publicly representing that team Mm. is one of ego and division, Mm. I'm just I'm just kind of turned off for it. Reese, before you jump in, I want to ask Marriage one thing. Have you finished all of Drive to Survive yet? Or I'm I'm 
I am seven episodes into the first season. Okay, never mind. That. When you get to the uh, when you get to the last season, when you get to the so last almost se- there. Yeah, when when you get to the last season, specifically when um, during the whole Piastri, the Great Contract War of Piastri, um, that happened last season. Okay. Uh, we'll do an episode about that because I want to hear your your thoughts on what Zach Brown says in that episode because it's it's quite funny. You yeah, know, I don't think I've ever even to... watched it. I, I haven't finished the most recent season. Oh, no, he, that that, yeah. that like bit. Yeah, you will you will like after after you will die her la- you yeah. will die laughing hysterically because yeah. of I'm how closely you and I followed it. Yeah. You will just think it's great. Yeah, I'm waiting for the mint uh, not midterms. I'm waiting for my finals to be over in two weeks, and then I'm just going to binge as much as possible before next semester. So I will let you know. Yeah. yeah. In, in yeah. between Love Island episodes. And- <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm not allowed to watch that anymore. That is no, uh, no, oh. no. She, I, she I, first three like, seasons. First three seasons are are impeccable. No, see, the thing with me is that I have absolutely no self control <laughs> on anything, on absolutely anything. You name it, and if I find it pleasurable, I have no self control. The only thing that stops me from binging races is the fact that. Um, I can't because yeah. I gotta wait for next week. It's true. Right? Yeah, but but not for that one TV. You can watch all the historic yeah. races you want, which I've had to stop myself from. <laughs> it's true. But yeah. um, but when it comes to video games and uh, TV shows, movies, I'll allow myself to watch during a semester. Okay, but if it's a TV show or a video game, I will wait for the couple weeks between semesters or the reading week. See, I respect um, it. That's self control right there. It's it's because I don't I don't do anything <laughs> during that one week. Like yeah. and when I mean anything I mean anything. Yeah, yeah. I am nothing. I yeah, am dragon fun. hoarding <laughs> on the couch. Yeah. There is Cheeto dust all over the place. Sean has it definitely is, Sean has definitely texted me about the times he's, uh, he's it like, is I disgusting. have to clean around I have to clean around her and not yeah. <laughs> it is it is bad. Yeah. Yeah. It is yeah. bad. Well speaking of bad bad things, Marianne and Reese. I've decided that I'm going to be. I'm going to play Santa Claus, the the the, the <laughs> character of Santa Claus for you. I need context. Do go on. Specifically, making you think of a certain character that re- wears red and white on their helmet and as on their national colors. Uh, someone who cries a lot in the shower, probably <laughs> loses his AirPods almost every other week. Leclaire. Leclaire. <laughs> so I thought I'd that play. That took you longer than I wanted. Yeah, <laughs> I, I took some. Took some like some deep cuts of the notes, but I thought it was the sitting in the shower and crying that got yeah, me. Exactly. And I was like, "Oh, okay, I, I know fig- this." I figured if I said, uh, I, th- I thought if I said a tr- a top trending world artist, music artist, it would have been too 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 quick <laughs> too for obvious, you. too obvious. Even thank you, uh, but I thought I'd give you this. Uh, what I I think we should start a segment on the show called the best radio. Uh, messages <laughs> of the race. Oh, I know the one you're um, talking about. Yeah. Um, I think we'd. <laughs> oh, what do you mean later? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that we'd all Ferrari will always win it, but I think that means they win something every week. That's <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's yeah. So for F1 view, F1 listeners and F World listeners, we if you didn't watch the race, we'll leave you with this gem of a, a gem, absolute gem of a uh, of a radio message. One second here. Copy understood. We are discussing it and we'll do it at the end. What do you mean at the end? I'll be stopping. Uh... We are on it. We are on it, okay? Is this the day that we hear Charles Leclerc finally lose the cool demeanor? Yes, it was. It was <laughs> right? Yes. It was, very, it was so ridiculous. There was one, I think, uh, I want to wait for this thing to, to kind of reboot, reboot up, but there was one with um, Carlos Sainz earlier. 
Yeah. That uh, they say, he's like, okay, if Paris does this, I'm stopping. If it doesn't do this, I'm going to go down. Like, oh, we think that we should do. He's like, no, this is what we're doing. And I think that just the Mm. fact that the Ferrari drivers have to now take matters into their own hands for their um, uh, their, their race. I firmly believe that whoever's in charge of the strategic calls for Ferrari is actually three raccoons in a trench coat. The only way it makes sense to me. (laughs) I agree. And if only somebody had come out last season and publicly shamed them, (laughs) maybe we could have seen some changes. This is crazy. It's Ferrari, Formula (laughs) One, and they are still this embarrassing there is I'll, funny... I'll, I'll concede halfway i'll meet yeah. you halfway publicly yeah. shaming yeah. on any team is bad unless it's ferrari okay yeah. okay because they need it i'll accept that one of the <laughs> funny one of, there's um there's a group I, I joined called the fastest pit stop on um because when when twitter had like a terrible day and as they always do but uh they said go to a discord for like to catch up on like the the live tweets and that so i did and i joined it really fun group but there's a part in the f1 chat that I um, found that was thought was hilarious. But one of them says, uh, kind of chirps the other one. I'm, I won't say it, but he says on air because it involves some words I'm not allowed to say. <laughs> and then the <laughs> one guy says, do you think you could hurt me? I'm a Ferrari fan. My team has been hurting me all my life. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and it's I thought true. that was the greatest thing oh, ever. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just yeah. love to like, do you think you could do this? They do need to really? be studied, the the fans of Ferrari. Um, like the real hardcore fans that live and breathe it. There has to be some... Like my brother? Yeah. I mean... They'll we cure should, depression. I just hope that we can use their brains. They, they'll donate their brains to science for, for study. We'll, we'll find the answer to clinical depression by studying those, yeah those i just don't get it i, I right I mean, it's just never-ending hope i cannot yeah. imagine the, An adulterated the heartbreak hope. you yeah. know but here's why i wanted to bring this up specifically this time not only because of the lols and the memes that we can all create it's it's great um but something i was telling reese uh and that i found out is that charles Leclerc has an exit clause written into his contract with Ferrari. Mm-hmm. Does which, he? Which states, after the 2022 championship, which, keep in mind, this was signed in 2021, yeah. if Ferrari drops out of either the con- the big, the top three in the Constructors' Championship or Charles Leclerc cannot does not get into the top three in the Drivers' Championship, he has an exit. He can leave the team prematurely, specifically to go to potentially one of the top teams of Ferrari that Ferrari currently has, or just take a full payout and leave entirely. I didn't know that it was that stringent him in the top He would never do it. Yeah. Now the question is, he wouldn't, does he do it to go to, does he do it to go to world endurance? Because he's been hanging around with the world endurance team a lot in his spare time. Maybe if it's to go to another like racing category, and still be within uh, Ferrari teams, just not Ferrari Formula One. I could see it. I don't know, but I don't see Charles Charles Leclerc being any with any other company than Ferrari. Ah, so maybe that's, that's Apple Music, though. 
Yeah, he's he's dropping singles. No, he's right. not. He this dropping... is posturing for the not, team. Not he's since... just letting you know. Not since Miami. Hey, not since you want Miami. Me to, you want me to to quit and be a pianist? I can do it. You know. <laughs> yeah, he'll be a yeah. pianist, all right. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we can only hope. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but I don't know. I'm I I. I Tend my heart tells me, Marianne, that that you're right. I don't think that he would. I think that Formula One is is kind of like. I mean, it was his dream. All of their dreams. It's, it's the absolute pinnacle of the sport. Even if you're coming fourth with Ferrari, it's better than not being in Formula One. And it's know? not just Formula One. With Leclerc, it feels like <laughs> it's Leclerc, Verstappen, and Hamilton are the three that I've said uh, before. Like they. They are part of the team. There, there's no other team mm. for them. Lando Norris, like there too. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't. No, 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 McLaren. No, no, no. Oh, McLaren. Okay, yeah, yeah. I don't know about Lando yet. I don't get that vibe. Oh, I. But do. I mean, he does fight hard for for McLaren. Yeah. But like in comparison to Alonso, who's been in the game what 22 years, yeah. and it's like you think of Alonso, you think of Alonso as a driver, but you don't really think. Of a team, he's a hired gun. Renault, right? I'd say, with the only yeah. time because he yeah. had he had been with Renault even, for a very even then. Long I, time. I, but I, he left I, twice. But yeah. it, and that's, that's the thing, thing right? You don't actually. really think of him, but you cannot think of Verstappen outside of Red Bull. Mm. You can't. You mm-hmm. can't picture him at any other team. You cannot picture Hamilton outside of Mercedes, and you cannot picture Leclerc mm. outside of Ferrari. Yeah. So whether or not he would ever actually enact that clause. I don't know if he did. I'm willing to bet that he would move to another Ferrari team, just not Formula One. That's what I think so, too. But I don't see him outside of Ferrari. Plus, he is such a fashionista. I don't think he could bear the idea of not wearing red. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you never know. He could, he, I wonder if the, he would go to a team that's... that's... He, he would still wear red. He just <laughs> transitioned to a brand ambassador for Ferrari. Yeah. He's just wearing, I would wearing like Mercedes. To keep the watch. <laughs> I'd like to keep the watch. Yeah. <laughs> he just changes it. He goes, goes to, for Ferrari, goes for to, uh, Mercedes, but he's like, yeah. "Okay, I'll wear the logo, but you got to make it red." <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he makes he makes sure that every brand he goes, every team he goes to has a Gucci ambassadorship yeah. ready for him. He's yeah. Like, like, no. uh, yeah. But, I don't know. I just don't see him leaving. I don't see him leaving. I think that he should. No. I think that it would be the right move for him, but I don't see it happening. See, that's what that's what I want. I'm, I could see him going to world the World Endurance Championship. Dude, just cash out, dude. No. I mean, I get it. I mean, you're a driver, and uh, imagine how boring your life would be if you just like cashed out and had you know what i mean um and did nothing forever but oh my god i just don't know why more people don't do it cash yeah. out daniel because ricardo who who i uh, was just gonna a quick bring that up here, i was gonna be because then here. they look like danny rick i owe daniel ricardo an apology daniel i know you're not listening to this at least what? i hope i hope you are i hope you are listening to this i can clip but, this part out and uh I'll, I'll edit we'll this part out. just send it to his person. Yeah. 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 Email him, him. Yeah. Daniel at RedBullRacing.com. I owe That's you a sincere party. apology. Right. I was not familiar with your game. I had recency bias. He did very well. He did better than I expected. He did well, but he still gives me half yawn vibes. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he, don't get me wrong. Like, he's he's not <laughs> at the very top of the grid. He's not going to be that, at least in my opinion. But, but I was on here last like just slandering the man you know the last time and i have to i have to eat my words i'm again i'm gonna be pull a zach brown here and be very accountable 
I as much as I appreciate your accountability, yeah. I don't feel like you were that far off the ball yet. I called him the ghost of sea biscuit. No, the, corpse the corpse of sea biscuit. That was that it was good. Objectively a good line, but it was not fair. He he outperformed my expectations. Which by the way actually did happen at the Kentucky Derby. Um, not, I don't think it was a Kentucky Derby. It was biscuit died. No, well, no, he obviously died. Oh but they, they brought, they brought, I think, like, <laughs> like for one of his, the like, whole face they brought of like his, no. his things, his out. urn, maybe it's yeah, maybe an to, urn to be like pay respects. To speaking the of which, speaking biscuits. of which, the trophy that uh, Lando Norris slash Max Verstappen broke does Again? that not look like an urn it to does. you? It, it does, does, right? Apparently, they're already making it. It was actually Sea Biscuit in that trophy. That's why it was all dusty <laughs> and it broke. That's 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 what's been giving. Yeah, yeah. That's what's been giving uh, Vax Verstappen all the speed. He's, he's just been like he's been putting like shots of of sea biscuit ashes as creatine yeah. into it's his like coconut water. Yeah. Here's ashes. here's the thing with with Danny Rick though, right? And yeah. Which is why I'm like slow your roll on the apology. Yeah. Is that we don't yeah. know yet because we are so used to debris. It's yeah. fair. All right, we are comparing fair. like but the be, worst be, with someone who has a lot of experience and 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 has done pretty good decent in the past decent yeah so, yeah i mean I, I just i was i was ready to write off daniel he's washed he'll never be anywhere i was expecting him to be a back marker honestly um, i expected but it like chat gpt about p16 p14 <laughs> but uh yeah i don't know i just i i felt like i was i felt a bit sheepish watching him this past weekend because he did well did well but he did not do remarkable no he didn't do he didn't do well enough that i would say eat your words he did well enough that i'm like well maybe he's not a corpse touche touche you yeah. know we yeah. are also comparing him on I'm one race trying, yeah and yeah. debris yeah yeah um but not really though i'm comparing him with yuki comparing him with the other drivers out there you know yeah but again like those he- yuki is not a great driver. He's 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 good. He's yeah, good, and he yeah. he often gets dealt a pretty bad hand, right? Yeah, but yeah. but I'm I pretty- was I, I I mean I had honestly believed Daniel Ricardo was less than dog water. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, then, then maybe eat a bit of your words. exactly. Because he, here's like, the thing: is he's like, not bad. I think that he he can't be bad. He's an F one driver. Yeah. Like to a certain. I mean. There are exceptions. Nikita Mazepin was bad. Though. There, there, there are exceptions. You know, right. there, there are the yeah. the Latifis yeah. and the the Grosjeans <laughs> and the Debris of the world, right? But on average, most Formula One drivers are decent. Of course, yeah. My yeah. point is, if you are to put Yuki Tsunoda in a Red Bull car mm-hmm. beside Max Verstappen, who would win? Well, I mean, if you put anybody in a car beside Max Verstappen, Max Verstappen's going to win. I don't know. Would you say that with Hamilton? No. Uh, there yes. you go. Yes, I would. But, but, I but would. you've got someone who would argue. Yeah, but look at who's arguing. You know, Taryn, I love you, <laughs> but come on. You're, I mean, you were going to say yes. No, I, th- I, I think I that it's for a different enough. reason. I think it's for a different reason. I think that it would take Hamilton probably a year or two to figure out the differences between the Mercedes and the Red Bull. I think that this also plays into the reason why I think that him and Verstappen and people okay. in their positions well, or are putting- uniquely suited to like not talk back, but to have opinions on the, the vehicle in general is because they've, it's kind of been built around them. My, my, my point was to exclude the vehicle. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. My, my point is like, yeah. Okay. Put them both in a mini Cooper. 
Okay. Right. Okay. Put Max Verstappen and Yuki Tsunoda both in a Mini Cooper. Okay, who funny wins? That you, funny that you say that because every time that they've been put in the same vehicle outside of an F1 car, which they're not in the same vehicle, Yuki's beat them. Really? Yep. In a monster truck, a boat, uh, uh, a boat, an they did ATV, boat racing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and um, and like a, <laughs> and like I think and a drag. Yuki's beaten Max in every single one of those. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. But 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 specific to Formula One Those car because I think that I no, mean specific to yeah. Formula One Max car. has been crafted by he ha- you know, he has been he's to, child to drive so he's my, like that piece of metal with the blacksmith just my point it over and over again except the blacksmith is his dad yeah my 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 point is that there are Formula One drivers that are exclusively great absolutely formula one drivers right if you were to put leclerc versus hamilton versus max verstappen all in the Mm -hmm. same formula car yeah i'm gonna say verstappen takes it it would today i I, maybe today maybe maybe but it would be a tight now versus lewis back in like you know 2013 i would you know my answer would be different but 2020 but now 2020 you're right now where would you put danny rick if he was in the mix. Oh, I'd put him at the very bottom. Exactly. Yeah. And that's my yeah. point. Is yeah. that yeah. Don't eat your words just yet. <laughs> because fair. he's that's he's fair. a good enough driver like they all are. Yeah. Or yeah. most of them are. Yeah. Right. Well, Again, I'd there's the Grosjeans and the Latifis and the Debris of the world. But yeah. like yeah. excluding the really bad drivers, majority of Formula One drivers are decent. They, they are. But I guess I guess what I would say is that like, uh, do you consider putting, him Even great? putting Ver, uh, Ricardo at the bottom of like the world's best drivers that we've ever seen um or at least that are driving right now um i expected him to perform worse than he did and i was like i was so confident in my opinion that he would never again look like the daniel ricardo that he used to but now i mean considering the fact given the context that he's in an alpha tauri and that he hasn't been driving for eight months and that you know he has had none of the free practice time that the other drivers have had he did pretty well. Yeah, fair you enough. Know? Do you he has think... had a lot of simulation time and practice yeah, time but with the Red Bull team, The though. simulator couldn't even pick up porpoising before last season, so it's not the same. <laughs> okay, you know what I mean? Enough. That is true. Yeah. yeah. Do you think Perez needs to worry? I I think I think that in any other team he wouldn't, and I, especially after getting to P three. But I don't like if I was Christian Horner or Helmut Marco, I would not be happy with him being P three. You know, I'd be like, you didn't get P two. You know. Well, especially especially his overall performance, right? Considering where Verstappen's been the entire season. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, I I guess I've seen a lot of like commentary about oh, Paris is showing them all wrong, and all the haters are are shutting their mouths. No, I I don't think so. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. that he should worry. Yeah, I'd say that like depending on what happens with, um, I think it's the same as Stroll. Yeah. In in the sense, in the sense, okay. in the sense, right? okay, okay, in the sense, you caught yourself first. I appreciate that, that. they're not together. They're not together. Signs like, and the Leclerc. Disparity? There's yeah. there's huge disparity. Yeah. Signs and Leclerc always together. No, mm. they've been pretty they've been pretty testy with each other recently. No, 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 no. no, no but what I mean is pole pace. position. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Pole position, right. race pace. Yeah. Right. You'll yeah. often find Leclerc and Signs fighting each other. Very similar. Yeah. You'll find uh, Hamilton and Russell. Most of the time together, sometimes separated by a bit, depending what the drama in the middle is, mm-hmm. right? But Alonzo, Alonzo's always a few pole positions away from Stroll and Stroll's at the back. Mm-hmm. And the problem with Perez being not number two consistently is that we've seen cons- consistently that the Red Bull car is superior to all the other cars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This should be a race for P3. Yeah. And yeah. it was... For the first like three races, 
And then, then he won one, and then I don't know what happened after that. But consistently, Verstappen has shown that the Red Bull car is a superior machine with mm-hmm. that in mind paris and has paris. no excuse i mean just this past i'm not not paris in the sense that he's not like leading the pack and he's not doing he it the be. way that verstappen has been but for example where he started this past race like i don't think that he drove like you can't you can't credit where him ending up on the podium with his driving it was the red bull car so paris 33 33 seconds ahead of that's that's what i mean though that's what i mean though i'm I'm agreeing with you in the sense that like paris has proven that it is that the red bull car is is miles ahead of everybody else because he has not been a very good driver like yesterday him ending up in p3 was not impressive all that that really showed is how good the red bull car is yeah know? in my and opinion that's, at least and that's the thing that's troubling is that like barring the first four races mm-hmm. he all he's shown us is that he's not that great of a driver exactly because yeah. he's in a machine that should be superior by seconds yeah yeah by many seconds superior to everyone else mm-hmm Right. Yeah. When there's a disparity of 30 plus seconds between P1 and P2, there is no reason that the same car as P1 can't make it into P2. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, and yeah. I mean, even Verstappen, who started last, right, yeah. ended up, what, second on, yeah. on the one race he didn't win? Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's pretty sort of like P15 or something just, like that. No, he's just part of cruising last, by he? everyone. Maybe. He started Maybe. last because yeah. he had uh, training problems. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. And so, so yeah. like, like, that's and the only person that beat him was Perez, who was like he was gaining very, on him. Had a you know very I mean? comfortable lead. He yeah, had yeah. a very comfortable lead, and somehow Verstappen yeah. is still just cruising. Yeah. and like when you look at Verstappen when he needs to overtake mm-hmm. versus Perez, Perez makes it look like it's a fight. Yeah, yeah. yeah Verstappen right? just does it. Huh. Like Hamilton had a good amount of defense towards Perez. Mm-hmm. Perez finally took over, yeah. and then Norris was defending. Yeah. If that would have been Verstappen, please. Yeah. We've all seen yeah. how that happens. That's that's not even a five second debate. Yeah, to, it's just a, yeah. a three corner takeover. It's done. Yeah, yeah. To to kind of go to Daniel Ricciardo for a quick second, because um, we we just took Kenny talk about Verstappen and all that. All, all of that. I just want to mention that um, Ricciardo finished in P thirteen. Yuki Tsunoda finished in P fifteen. Yes, Daniel Ricardo did a really good job coming back after so much time. All that, what you just said, Reese, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. completely agree with you. But to me, I think that he did not put the car in a place that the car shouldn't be in the way that, say, Fernando Alonso would have on a return or did on on a return with the Alpine. I think that also that that two that two changeover with it place changeover with him was really like Yuki got kind of heavily screwed over with pit stop strategy and pit stop timing. And I think that you and so I think that would would it have been dangerously different? Probably Daniel made not. the call not to like. Didn't he drag those mediums to like forty laps or something over that? Like he hmm. made that like that's something that I've always credited. Whenever Carlos signs on the radio, whenever he's given a strategy and said, "Hey, pit in," you know how do you, and he says, "No, I'm not going to." I respect it's, the hell out of that man. It's only respectful while it works out, right? Yeah, yeah. If you blow a tire yeah. and lose a race, then for sure. But for also, sure. But it did work out. Also, a point yeah. of let's see how he does on the next race is that there True. were. Only nine teams. Yeah. Right. You're taking true, an entire true. team away from from the play of what could have happened. And that's a team that does affect P13 and P15. 
You're right. So you just took out one of the competitors in which When was the last time that both Alpines finished a race? Was it Silverstone? Mm. Did they both finish in Silverstone? No, no. Silverstone, Um, they took each other out. So on average, he's fighting one person. Yeah. You could say. Fair enough. I I I mean, excluding the past couple of races. Before that, they were were both finishing. I I, I just Um, think that, like, you didn't really see... My, and, and but this, you didn't see is, him bin it. You know, I mean, look at him but, in the McLaren. That's what I'm saying. I'm I'm thinking of him as Daniel Ricardo, the McLaren driver, who won a race by pure coincidence. And every other race, he was terrible. And it wasn't that he wasn't put. It, it wasn't that he was putting that car, you know, where it didn't deserve to be. It was that he was just bad. He was putting it at the back of the grid, and it didn't deserve to be there. So you're right. He didn't drag that Alpha Tauri to a podium position, but nobody expected that of him. He didn't get the points, but I they haven't been getting to, points. No, but I expected him to do better than Debris, but... The, the, he objectively the, did. Yeah, he, he did. And he did, he did. but I don't but think I don't that think what he... he did was push the car past where it usually no, is. No, I agree no. with you, but, but he that's... didn't drag it down either, yeah. which is what I was expecting. But that, see, that's the thing. Is that I wonder, like, his... A lot of the a lot of the debris hate. Uh, it's debris, I know, but yeah. debris hate. I know it it's, has it's been too, yeah. co- too catchy, <laughs> too good. Sorry, it's too good. But a lot of that kind of hate on him has been on on specifically like Jetta and his and his other like P eighteen performance, where even UK said like he has no idea what these tracks are, so that's kind of unfair. Um, what I would keeping that keeping that kind of taking that out of the equation to a point, um, and why I think that like if if I don't think that if Nick debris had been on top of his game i don't see him getting much further than p13 but i don't see him getting much below p13 just because the car is not good enough at the same time is like i kind of expected more from from daniel in a way of that's foolish uh, of that but yeah. yeah i don't i don't think that's no foolish. again i don't um, think that's not I, fair at all yeah. i'm, I'm gonna disagree to yeah fair enough also like we've seen quite a bit of DeVries. We've seen as much DeVries as we've seen Logan Sargent. It's true. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And they're both like oh, really I, quickly, I would add really Piastri quickly, to really this, quickly. but I just because you said he's Logan in a good, Sargent. He's in a good car. Wait, give me a sec. Let me finish okay. this point. Okay. <laughs> but so taking Piastri out of the the whole like rookie thing because obviously he's he's, he's winning. winning and he's at the top of that. He's in a great car now with the upgrades. But looking at just like, you know, rookies in a meh car right we've got logan Sargent, we've got devries and consistently consistently devries has been doing poorly yeah right mm-hmm. and they both have the same like this is their first debut the, they both have you know not that great of cars but mm-hmm. one's consistently last and the other has one car consi- issues every now yeah, and then. One one consistently finishes a race and one doesn't always. Exactly. Right. Sergeant is the new Schumacher. That's what I wrote. That was my note. I'm just so, just based what? on Mick Schumacher. Mick Schumacher. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mick Schumacher. On, on just list just based expand? on just based on his uh post race interview, he just seemed like he had a uh, big golden retriever energy, you know. Oh, you're talking like personality wise. Yeah, wise. personality and like okay. it, like he could be good, but he's not confident and everybody's kind of sitting there waiting for him to showcase why he was so talked about and I don't see it happening and I see him leaving the grid in 2 to 3 years and everyone and is now after that going to be like how come he didn't get a fair shake you know that's mm. what just, that's just my so prediction for his uh career i don't see two or three years i see after this one or I after think, this one yeah. or whatever i, I mean think, schumacher I think, coasted by his name for sure yeah. um so it could be after this season I, i'd but, be interested to see um if Mick, i think he'll get better 
Sergeant? Logan Sergeant? Yeah. I want him to because I like his personality. He's yeah. got the drive. Yeah. The the, the thing is. The <laughs> you beat me to it. Yeah. You beat me to the it. The drive is a 5F1. You did not. Yeah, I did. I did See, it. it's it's because of moments <laughs> like this that I haven't finished season one. I know, I know exactly, <laughs> exactly that. Oh, man. Um, but I would like to see Mick. I would I, if Logan Sargent leaves Williams. I would like to see Mick go to Williams. No, oh, I think no, I think it'd be interesting to see there. I think Sargent's better driver than than Nick, but Nick. I think that um, I think that Sargent just needs a little, little more ripening. Him, him, and Charles Leclerc should go out on a t- on the town together, and they should go, you know, it's go go to bars, maybe, get a little maybe. tipsy, think, pick up. I think we have some questionable people. A great, <laughs> Who knows? Where are you going with this? I'm not. I'm not, I'm not wants, to say he wants explicit. him to relax. Yeah, I'm not oh, to say is what he's trying to get. Um, but oh, here's here's I the see. thing. I think that rookie wise this year we have the three. A kind of cases of typical rookies. We have yeah. the ones that try it and aren't really cut out for it. We have the ones that are exceptional and are super lucky to be put in an exceptional machines. And we have the ones that are doing okay, but need a couple more years of experience. And I think that Logan Sargent is that that middle driver where it's it's the average of you know what just give him give him a couple more years to really dig his teeth into those cars and and really get to it and i think he's going to be a good driver i i it's i don't know maybe i'm absolutely insane but i agree with those three like descriptions of rookies but i would swap devries and sergeant really Um, yeah i don't Mm. think that devries is a terrible driver i just think that he's put into the most cutthroat team environment in the entire grid and i think that if he was given two years or so and and i mean i did read helmet marco i believe his statements where he said um you know, DeVries is a bit older and he has more experience than other rookies. So we kind of expected him to be a bit more plug and play. And that's why they're just cutting their losses. And also the the reality is they have Daniel Ricardo waiting in the wings for that, you know, so, yeah. so I can appreciate and understand why the team did what they did, even just knowing their team culture. But I think that if him and Logan Sargent had been given the equal amount of time um, in vehicles, I think that DeVries would end up being better than Logan Sargent. See, that's what I agree to. I think that if DeVries had gone to Williams, we were a completely different yeah. story. I think I, the Williams yeah. team would be, would yeah. have been a very different I team. Disagree. Yeah. I disagree. I want to disagree, I, too. I though. disagree. Yeah. I, I think that Logan Sargent is doing poorly right now because he's in his head. But I think I that he, I think the I think moment that, he steps out, which will happen once he gets comfortable... I, I agree, but that's why DeVries... That's why DeVries was doing poorly, and I think that he has a higher chance of stepping out of his head like just my opinion you know i will say that one of the things that i thought was really fun was i think it was for the azerbaijan grand prix or the grand prix after there was a video of yuki sonoda and and nick devries um doing they were sitting there and they had they were blindfolded yeah and they had to only audibly listen to the first five corners of a race of a race yeah and they had to guess which racetrack it was and Nick, Nick, uh, Yuki only took two from Nick. They had ten tries, and Nick got eight out of ten. And the only two that he didn't get were the ones that he wasn't used to racing on. Yeah. And Nick even, and there was a point where Yuki was said, said like, "Oh, that's the car going into fourth gear," and and Nick said, "No, that's third gear." 
then he's going to go to fourth right in the middle of the corner, and that's exactly what the card did. So I think that, like, to what Reese is saying, yeah, I think there was a lot of plug-and-play, plug and turn-it-off-and-on type of type mm-hmm. of mentality that the team just wasn't expecting, but there is mm-hmm. that fun, like, stuff. But so I think to, to the point of that, me telling that is to Reese your point that I think Nick has a lot of experience in, in racing, and he does have that – he has like, some raw talent in that. I think he just went to the wrong place. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, the people yeah. took a giant leap on him based off of one good outing. Mm-hmm. And it's possible. Yeah. I will. I will concede the fact that I also um, a lot of. So this is why my opinions mean nothing. By the way, <laughs> a lot of my opinions are based off of just vibes. Yeah, that's right. Fine. I'm with and, you. And I, agree. I, I I'm thinking about it right now, and I'm like, no, you know what it is? Is that DeVries for me gives me the vibes of a beluga, <laughs> while Logan Sargent gives me the vibes of a shark. Okay, okay. <laughs> and that's that's where the discrepancy in my head is. Right. How could you possibly get a shark from Logan Sargent? I, I, not not like a great white, yeah. right? But but just like a dogwood, like, like dogwood, like a dog shark. <laughs> a dogwood shark is like the tiny, little the one. little tiny ones. No, more like a hammerhead. More more like a hammerhead. Looks a little bit goofy, but like <laughs> okay, you know the, the ones yeah. with yeah. the yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah yeah. But like again, this is just how my brain works, yeah. and it's not accurate. No, at I all. respect it. I respect um, it. But that's that's where a lot of my kind of I feel like Logan Sargent from the way he's answered in interviews and everything he's got that like desire mm-hmm. of and I mean they all have that desire to win I mean that's why that's why they compete in Formula One but he mm-hmm. he he's overly hard on himself he's overly hard on his performance he is kind of a perfectionist and it shows mm-hmm. and I mean we said that early on when we were looking at the rookie pool. And Which that's is pretty why, much over because you want it. Yeah, yeah. but that's but that's also why uh, you guys were picking him as first. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Because we thought he would he's have a got breakout. it. It's true. And I think all three of us put Devries as last. I think so. Yeah, Piastri was the yeah. middle for you two, yeah. and yeah. then and then the top for me. So yeah. the yeah. the reason we did that is because he does have a vibe of taking this way too seriously to the point that yes, getting him drunk might be in his benefit yeah. he does need to chill a little that's a thing bit. I do that's the thing i guess is 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 it to a fault you know I it might th- be that I was my that theory that's why i, I think picked that it's the same for schumacher right yeah i think that he also i mean he's grown i'm sure with that last name and the way you know his upbringing he oh, must God. be a perfectionist when it comes to forming like There's but so i think that he's weight. so knowledgeable in that space and so hyper focused on being the best that it's a detriment to the, to yeah. each of them mm-hmm. right Fun thing and about um, Mick Schumacher. Then, before I want to say one thing before you say something about Sergeant that before uh, I add on to the Beluga. Yes, um, because I really want to know what you mean by that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, one couple. Have things. you seen their faces? Yes, <laughs> a couple things. One, I thought it was really cool to see the Goodwood the Goodwood uh, Speed Festival and see Mick Schumacher wear his father's helmet in his father's car. That yeah. was a really special moment. I yeah. think for a lot of racing fans, and I think he, I think he was crying a little bit. Uh, on the radio it's like this is so great uh second uh i wanted to say that speaking of accountability we've talked a lot about accountability and that stuff today uh even logan Sargent in one of his interviews i just looked up um his quote is the question is not we it's me it's on me to perform my team is doing the best they can do and i'm not putting their car to where it should be i'm really sorry for my team i just want the team's efforts struggles and heart to be shown on the racetrack and i'm not doing that and I need to do better for them. Yeah. Which is good. Which and is great. 
but my you gosh, you like, dude. And again, just have a beer. You know? <laughs> just, just, just going back to episode one or two of this podcast, which you can listen to on Spotify. Absolutely. Um, how, do you, how do you find it on Spotify? <sighs> you just, you just put the, the F, F world, world That's in T-H-E the search. H E space F space W O R L. Be there. Exactly. <laughs> I can spell podcast and going, too, but I Going wonder. back to those it's two first episodes, I can't remember which one exactly, but it was one of the first two. We were talking a lot about Sargent and oh, about yeah. how he has that and it might be to his detriment. And yeah. I remember you and Walter at first were like, well, no, this is why we think he's going to win. And I was like, I think he's going to get in his head and he's mm-hmm. going to burn out early this season. I do think, though, that he will relax with time. Mm-hmm. I, I I do think that he is a shark. He's just a derpy looking one. <laughs> I could see it. I could I see mean, it. In, I in hope look, so. In looking up more into the team, it like what's interesting about the time, what makes me question whether or not he's going to stay for a year or, or another year is that it looks like, like according to all this stuff, it looks like even Alex Albin and the rest of the William teams are like not angry at him. Um, I no, think James no. Bowles is very frustrated, but he he's even saying like no, I'm like he's even saying in this interview here, I just found here, I just looked up uh, looked up James Bowles, uh, Will, Logan Sargent interview, and it's the first one on Planet uh, F1 mm. where he's just saying like yeah, the, he's like got a lot going in. Oh my gosh, you're right, it is a beluga whale, right? Um, <laughs> just, Sorry, I'm just passing De, over. Just switch over Nick DeVries's forehead <laughs> with his chin. And that's, a, that's a beluga Look whale. Look at that. Look at um, that. You're right, but. Yeah, anyways. Beluga vibes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, he's just saying that, like, yeah, he's putting a lot of work in the simulator. His talent and everything is, is, is there. He's just, he thinks that it's a, it's a, like, a time thing as well. So, yeah, who knows what happened? Who knows what will happen? Yeah, I, th- I think you got to give him a little time to ripen. And then he'll, he'll be, I don't know if he'll ever be a great driver. Mm. I do think he is going to be a competitively good one. And I think, I think that his, yeah, I think his ceiling is Alex Albin, you know? Because I don't think Alex Albin is ever going to be a, a great driver like yeah. that. You and, know? and that's it. That being said, yeah. Alex Albin is definitely a future podium. Oh, standard. for sure, for sure, yeah, um, give absolutely. Given the right time, I thought absolutely. it was a really. I thought it was a really. If it all amazing. comes together, for sure, he could be up there. I thought a couple, was, maybe, maybe yeah. even some GP like uh, yeah. finishings, yeah. right? Yeah, but in like an Esteban Ocon style, where it's like you know everything kind of came together in the right way, and he yeah. was in the right position and had he, a great race. So after after a safety car, he ended up in the lead. Like maybe for sure, even I a win, but not this season. That, that, that's what I mean. That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, yeah. 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 But definitely, yeah. I I don't see either one of them being i guess world champion Mm -mm. no neither do i but i do see them winning and i do think that sergeant just needs a little bit of time devries yeah Yeah. i don't i don't know i'm i'm biased to the beluga vibes yeah i don't think he's ever going to come back to formula one I no. think he's had a chance. He's going to slot back into um, Formula, Formula E, e like that. and yeah. run with it, you know. It'll be sad if no one picks him, no other racing league picks him up because of the F1. Run. I think that he's already in talks with to go back to Formula E. Yeah, like I've, I've read that he's already spoken to a few teams and and He's got a good history in rosters, so. Yeah. Well, he he's yeah. a he's a championship. Uh, he he was a world champion in Formula E. Yeah, and like a runner-up to a champion uh, the season before. Like I just can't take them seriously because of the noise they make. Yeah, the Formula E's. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't watch yeah. it. Yeah, like the only way I could watch Formula E is if it was on mute. 
that's <laughs> that's the and and then I mean, at that point well, you're, the, the joke, it's like, what the joke is it already yeah. is yeah. you just don't have the commentary yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I gotta like, wait I'd... till like my hearing goes a little bit more than it already yeah. is and then I'll be good I will say the Formula E it is fun because they're like go-karts and they just dart around each other and it's all in a position it's not a position to be first it's all a position to be like third or fourth or fifth is like the sweet spot and mm. then the last like three laps they all start just gun- whoever's in the top five positions all just start gunning it with yeah. each other mm. and it becomes so vicious and violent yeah. that it's like ah oh, this is why so what i like to do is i like to not watch the race live and i watch it i watch the last 20 minutes oh my oh wait wait <laughs> and that's great. wait <laughs> the last five. wait okay have you ever have you ever thought about mini coopers on the sprinkler system? <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> have you ever taken a formula e race and then sped it up yes it's very funny <laughs> Like I mean, what? Do, can you even can you even register that sound? noise? Yeah, right. Really. Is that just gonna sound like yeah. like tinnitus? Yeah. I, was, <laughs> I was just thinking of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I'll I'll, yeah. I'll finish. I'll say like the reason why I sped it up. It wasn't like for anything crazy. It was I just sped it up to try and skip to the next part, and I could yeah. hear I could hear it like. It's like it's like, oh, yeah. like R two D two having a conversation <laughs> at that yeah. point. It's pretty great. Like That's what? I can't I can't watch something like that. I can't. But speaking of things that you can watch, it is time to close the show. Uh, it's that time. Is that unfortunate time of the day where we must uh, bid you all adieu? Um, but so to segue into things that you can watch, it is another. It's a back-to-back Grand Prix weekend. Yay! Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You love to we see it. The classic spa. Can't mm. wait. It's it's a it's a. I don't I don't know. I a funny fun fact for you for people. Spa seems to be the only track um, that the people who host the track and that don't want to sign a deal with formula one past two or three years um which is terrible because i wish this track would stay um it's one of the longer tracks it's seven it's seven it's seven kilometers long i um, like the track i, I hate lo- the name spa i hate the name circuit to spa franco franco champs it's it's just i don't know it makes me think of a mani patty i can't i can't <laughs> see I, I get, get me that. a hot towel like yeah. Why? I get yes. that. Also, uh, it's the last race before the summer break. It is the last race. You beat me to that. And you, I'm so sorry. No, I'm so sorry. It's fine. It's my own show, but like it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool. Uh, but it's, so anyways, uh, it is uh, a great one. Classic, really good, nice cornery, fun one with uh, high high kilometers, high pass speeds, especially in the infamous Eau Rouge. I pronounced that wrong, Marianne. I'm sorry. Uh, what are corner, you trying to say? The corner. The most famous Corn, sequence of corners corners two three yeah you want to say it again Orouge. there we go that's that's the way that's the way that. and it was uh corner uh turns three four three two three four which uh unfortunately we saw the the death of um francois uh hubert or antoine hubert sorry that's the wrong name antoine hubert uh and a few other deaths in that and one recently um the the dutch uh, the belgium or dutch driver uh died there in uh june i believe uh so Rest in peace to all these amazing people who've given their lives onto this amazing track. But that's not a reason to take to take it away. In fact, I think that if you were to take it away, that would mean there's their deaths are meaningless because this track is for great racing and for pushing it to the edge. And those are the people that did it. Hot and, take. And that. Um, I mean, it's tragic whenever anything like that happens. You can't. There's no way around it. 
But um, but yeah. no. But if you're gonna remove a track for that, then you should at least add a wall in Austria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, so stay tuned. You can always watch these races on F1 TV. TSN has it as well. So stay tuned. Watch out for more news. And of course, we will be back next Monday at one o'clock uh, for the breakdown of the race weekend uh, and stuff. So Reese, do you want to have any last words or anything? No, I think that we've uh, buttoned it up quite well. Uh, I'm just going to rifle through my notes here and see if there's anything that I missed. I, uh, I don't think so. I mean, there was something with Adrian Newey in the wind tunnel time um, I wanted to get to, but I'll, I'll save that. And it just means that I'll have to come back sometime later with more notes um, more notes more, more notes. notes some expanded notes um uh yeah thank you so much for having me again as always it was a pleasure to be here um yeah yeah, yeah always, start writing notes <laughs> yeah it's not like you don't do enough anyways. putting you to shame now i gotta justify yeah. justify being here yeah mary andre any final any final thoughts questions concerns um, who looks like a dolphin who looks like a cheetah you know i would i would I'd like to do a call out, which I never ever do. Oh my god! Right, call and out. it's it's not to your mom for once. Well, but I'm going to get a text of her completely angry at me. <laughs> it's, for that. it's it's to the very new Ferrari fan that was born this uh, this weekend, and <gasps> um, and yeah, I'm so sorry for your life. <laughs> <laughs> you are you're set for disappointment, but um, yeah. you know He's gonna we're going to love you anyways. You, you yeah. of course are talking about your new nephew, my new nephew. nephew what's yes, his name again? who. Enzo. There we go. Well, Enzo. I love it. I love it. I can't. You have to stay tuned and watch the Instagram for when you eventually yes. get to post uh, the pictures of your of your gift to him. Um. So hopefully. Yes. Yes. Stay stay tuned on our Insta for the the cutest disappointment of Ferrari fans. <laughs> of Ferrari fans. <laughs> that. Not 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 him. He's not a disappointment. <laughs> to be clear. To be clear. It's just his team. <laughs> oh, backtrack a bit more here, Marianne. Uh, it's okay. Well, I don't think my family actually listens to this, to this show, so I'm probably safe. <laughs> poor little Enzo. Well, poor little speaking Enzo. Speaking of poor little Enzo, uh, that is time for us to go. Uh, you can follow us on the Instagram, which is the fworld.pod at Instagram. Also, fworld.pod at gmail.com is our email. So free feel to e- email us and send your congratulations, wishes to Baby Enzo and everyone else. And uh, stay tuned for more to our homie in Belgium who always still listens. Thank you so much. Big You're shout the, out. Big shout out to you. Big up yourself. That's a compliment. LED style. <laughs> up yourself? Big up yourself. Big Watch LED into house and you'll understand. LED, baby. <laughs> and, and, that doesn't uh, sound like a compliment. It uh, sounds uh, like something point else. Point is, you know what? Point is, homie in Belgium, you're the MB- MVP. You keep us, you keep us going. And to the new baby, baby Enzo, congratulations on being born to the world and being in, to be experiencing the racing. We can't wait for you to be involved with it. We're sorry you're a Ferrari fan, but so you know sorry. what? All of that trials and tribulations, <laughs> all the tears, all the heartache and the anger, will make you an amazing and wonderful person and make you a better, a better man for it. And Forged who, by who, fire. Who knows? Maybe by the time he actually gets to remember his first race, they become good again. That's Who true. Knows? Maybe you know one you've can got, always hope. You've got the into- <laughs> you've got about we all know Leclerc hopes. Yeah. <laughs> you have the you have the exact amount of time. You have about the same amount of time that it's been that Ferrari's won a world championship to experience this. So yeah, there you go. For uh, from all of us here, Enzo and our and our homie in Belgium, we're yours in racing. Wow.